Chapter 11, An Open Window, Part 1 Everything changed. Pale blue light filled the room. A man stood behind Nick's in the mirror. She screamed. The glass shattered. The floor rushed up to meet Nick's. The darkness returned, and pain like she'd never known devoured her. I knew she was faking. Wanted attention. You're just mad because she scared you. As if. She passed out and her big head hit the mirror. Nix, are you okay? She ruined everything. Sleeping fatty woke up? No one even had to kiss her. That's a relief. A mosaic of stars swam before Nix's eyes. Where was she? Why was it so cold? How's your head? Came Jordan's voice. Should we take you to the ER? Gradually, the events of the evening ordered themselves in her mind. She opened her mouth to speak, but her throat seized up. Finally, she managed to get out. There was a man. He killed everyone. Instead of screams, laughter surrounded her on all sides. T'was a lock, Tiago said from somewhere to her right. A stupid prank. Nick shook her head weakly. I saw... Big blood, Jordan said softly. I'm sorry. If I'd known, I wouldn't have let you do it. Took you long enough to find us down there, Dumbo. A boy stood over Nick's. Red goo stretched from ear to ear along his throat. I was on the bottom of the pile, almost suffocated. He had blonde hair and didn't look anything like the guy she'd seen in the mirror. A breeze sent goosebumps up her arms. There really was a man, Nick said. Someone else must have seen him. What happened in there? Jordan asked. They said you just fell over. Dragging her up the stairs was nuts, said someone else. Andrew almost... Okay, came Fawn's throaty voice. Now that the Orca Queen has gotten her 15 minutes of beauty sleep. More chuckles. Let's go egg the honeys. Cheers this time. Jordan helped Nick sit up. Did you trip or something? I don't remember. I saw the note on the mirror, then a guy I'd never seen before. He must have broken the mirror. Then I guess I passed out. Jordan put a hand on her forehead. No one else said anything about a mystery guy. What did he look like? Nick thought for a minute. Trying to recall the man's face was like remembering a dream after waking. I think he had red hair. He was youngish, like maybe twenties? Maybe a squatter? He must have run off before anyone else saw him. Why would he be standing directly behind me? I seriously thought I was going to... Where is everybody going? I guess the Honiasant football players are having a bonfire in Midland, Tiago said in a velvety voice. Bone and some players from Woods Cross are going to crash it. Why? You want to go? Nix laughed, but it sounded more like someone vomiting. I need to be home by 9.30. That's when I usually get off work. You've got 20 minutes, Jordan said. He pulled Nix to her feet and held her arms to prevent her from toppling over. Yago put a hand on her shoulder. You okay? Holy mother of goslings. Santiago Padilla was touching her. Voluntarily. You scared us. Was there an implied me in that us? The fact that he even cared she'd passed out made her want to sing at the top of her lungs. Tiago wrinkled his eyebrows in a concerned yet puzzled sort of way. Then he dropped his hand. Her skin cried out in protest. We should go get this little guy some food, Tiago said. He's been trying to eat the towel for the last hour. In Tiago's other arm, he cradled the bat like a tiny hairy baby. One of you will have to take him, though. My parents said if I bring another animal home, they'd get rid of the others. Nix took a wobbling step. You have animals? Tiago rubbed the bat's head with a finger. I guess I have a thing for injured creatures. Paralytic cats, one-eyed squirrels. I've already got seven pets at home and they're driving my mom crazy. 
he looked longingly at the bat, but she swore if I brought any more home, she'd let them all go in the forest. Well, that bat's not really injured, Jordan said. You can let him go. You bruised his wing when you caught him, Tiago said with a note of accusation. It's only right you care for him until he's able to use it again. Jordan chuckled silently. I'm sure it's fine, but if it'll help you sleep tonight. He took the bat from Tiago with exaggerated delicacy. Gracias, Tiago said. Now let's find a chauffeur before we're stuck up here. They arrived at the front yard in time to see Chuck's car pulling away from the curb. Tiago jogged across the grass and waved him down. The large freckled boy stuck his head out the window and scowled. Can we get a lift? Tiago asked. Nix cringed. Not in that car again. I'm dropping Sarah off and buying eggs, Chuck said. Then I'm going straight to the riverbank. There are only three of us. I'm not driving all over town, Chuck said in a bored voice. Nix was incensed. How could Chuck speak to Tiago in such a manner? Tiago was obviously his social superior. Maybe nobody had clued Chuck in that unattractive people usually tried to make up for it with some sort of charm. You can drop us off at my house, Tiago said. It's right after Sarah's place. Fine. Nick sighed. Another fun-filled carnival ride down the hill. She glanced at Jordan, who was wearing a similar grimace. You don't want to ride with him either? Nick asked. Jordan shook his head. It's my braces. They're killing me. He made a face like a big-lipped fish and walked down to the car. Nix followed, mentally thanking her mother for the perfect teeth jeans. My brother can take you the rest of the way home, Tiago said, quietly, as they squeezed into the back seat. Nix was both sad and relieved when Jordan sat between her and Tiago. While she'd love to be close enough to smell him, that would mean he'd smell her too. And after wallowing all over the floor of an abandoned house, she wasn't exactly April fresh. In addition to her musty body odor, her shoes were giving off the pungent aroma of sweaty leather. The perfume! Nix frantically patted at her butt, much to the confusion of the other passengers, but it wasn't there. She'd lost the only beautiful thing she'd ever owned. Now it was sitting somewhere in that dusty old house. To distract herself from Chuck pushing 70 down the hill, Nix kept talking. I know I didn't imagine that guy. Tiago rolled the window down. Maybe you saw a spirit. My church teaches that when people die, their souls stay here. We just can't see them. Jordan laughed. You're talking about ghosts? You don't seriously believe in that stuff, do you? Some people have gifts, Tiago said. Nix, have you ever seen other people that weren't really there? Having an actual conversation with Tiago was totally surreal, especially in front of Sarah. It probably seemed like Nix was closer to him than she'd let on. Not that I know of. Nix tried desperately to think of some instance to share with Tiago, but the only thing that came to her mind was, although I do sometimes dream about an Asian girl. Jordan snickered. Tiago politely raised his eyebrows. Prophetic dreams can be a gift, too. I've never predicted the future or anything. I just see the same sleeping Asian girl. You think that's symbolic or something? Could be, Tiago said. Or maybe you will cross paths with her in real life. You guys are idiots, Chuck said. Jordan laughed. Agreed. Sarah, you're the tiebreaker. You believe in the supernatural world of ghosts and ghouls? Sarah didn't respond. Everyone seemed to realize at once that she was crying. The rest of the ride passed in silence. But without conversation, Chuck's reckless driving was at the forefront of Nix's mind. She closed her eyes, leaned her head on the cool window, and tried to think of something besides crash test footage. This night would be over soon. Then she could get back to her loser life in the urine-soaked trailer. Eventually, they arrived at the Hainsworth Mansion. It looked even more incredible at night, illuminated like a stadium amid the trees. 
Sarah stepped out without a word and strode up the grass. Jordan and Tiago turned to watch her go. Nix looked past Sarah to the house. Even though she knew it was only two levels, from the outside the mansion seemed four stories high, each window the size of her trailer's front door. In an upper window, the blinds moved. A gap appeared. Then the blinds snapped back into position. Nix wouldn't have thought much of it, except in that particular room, the lights were off. Probably one of Sarah's parents getting out of bed. The car rolled back onto the street. Sarah disappeared inside the house. But hadn't she said her parents were divorced? And isn't Mr. Hainsworth away on business? Nix asked. Chuck shrugged and sped up. He's always away. But is there someone else who lives with her? Another family member? Just that psycho mutt. Nix felt as if ants were crawling on her. Someone was in Sarah's house. She was sure of it. A person who was sneaking around with the lights off. Stop! Chuck slammed on the brakes and swore. What the crap are you thinking? He yelled. You scared the... I thought you saw a deer. Nix was a little shook up herself. She hadn't really expected him to stop that instant. We have to go pack, she managed to squeak. If you forgot your towel or something, Chuck said, you can get it tomorrow. I think I saw someone in Sarah's house. Yeah, Sarah is in Sarah's house. I saw someone at the window before she went in. Give me a break. Chuck pushed the gas and the car lurched forward. Nix ignored the concerned looks from Tiago and Jordan. I mean it. Go back. Chuck kept driving. Nix, Jordan said in a patronizing tone. It's probably someone left over from the party. Nix shook her head. Everyone had already gone. Maybe they forgot something and came back. And they're looking for it upstairs with the lights off? You're right. It's probably another ghost. Jordan's flippant remark felt like a kick in the shins. He hadn't believed her about the man in the Abendroth mansion, and he didn't believe her about the person in Sarah's house. Maybe they didn't always agree on stuff, but this was the first time he'd made fun of her in public. Tiago cleared his throat. <clears throat> Maybe we should pop in and check on her. Chuck stopped the car again, only slightly less abruptly than last time. I'm going forward, he said his voice dangerously soft. If you want to go back, you can get out here. Nix gracelessly tumbled onto the pavement and started a laborious jog up the hill. She had no idea what she'd do when she got there, or if she'd be sleeping in the forest tonight, but it was too late to turn back. On the plus side, the trees smelled amazing after being cramped in the smelly car. Hey, Nix, wait up, Jordan called. Nix kept running. She had to get to the house before something unspeakable happened. Behind her, Chuck's engine faded. Now Nix heard only sneakers slapping on the road behind her. Two sets. Yago had joined them. Nix came around a section of trees, and the mansion appeared. Her lungs burned, but she pressed on despite the pain in her body. Every second they spent outside was the second Sarah was alone with the intruder. Hold on, Nix, Jordan called again. It's hard to run with a live animal. I don't want to joggle its brains. Uh, a cry of pain came from inside the house. The bat's brains, now forgotten, all three of them sprinted up the manicured lawn toward the enormous front door. Nix forced her sluggish legs into a wild pumping rhythm and somehow picked up speed. Despite the fact that Nix was running faster than she ever had in her life, Jordan arrived first at the great oak doors. It's locked, Jordan pounded on the wood. Sarah, you okay? Open up! It's Jordan and Tiago! No need to mention Nix, she was just there to smell the flowers. She came to a clumsy halt behind Jordan and peered through one of the frosted glass windows beside the door. The dark shape grew larger. Jordan, get back! Nix cried, but it was too late. The door swung open. Sarah stood in the doorway, her face red and tear-streaked. She seemed almost angry. At any rate, she clearly didn't appreciate the whole we're-here-to-save-your-life gesture. What do you want? She asked. Jordan looked at Nix. Um, 
we wanted to make sure everything was okay. He ended the explanation there as if it were perfectly normal to drive away and then jog back to do a welfare check. You've scared me, Sarah said. You didn't have to bang on the door like that. Nick slowly backed away from the door. With any luck, Sarah would think the whole thing had been Jordan's idea. Sorry, Jordan said. We heard a kind of anguished moan. Is something wrong? Nix asked. Sarah wiped her eyes with her sleeve. It's Princess. She died. Jordan adopted a confused yet respectful expression. Princess was her Dotson, Nick said. Strange. The dog had seemed in good health a couple hours ago. Maybe it was allergic to pizza sauce. Jordan handed the bat towel to Tiago and pushed his way through the door. We think someone is in the house. Nix followed him inside. How did Princess die? Where is she? Sarah gestured toward the plant room. Haven't you ever seen a dead dog? Jordan whispered to Nix. It's not that exciting. They do a lot of not moving. I wanted to see if... But she stopped. Before her lay Princess, and the answer to that question was still stuck in her throat. The remarkable thing was that Sarah hadn't seemed to notice anything sinister about Princess's twisted form. The unnatural angle of the head told Nix at once the dog had not died of natural causes. 